I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star, Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. everybody to the stadium journey podcast we are proud to be part of voc nation radio network and as you may or may not know stadium journey is more than just a wicked awesome podcast our website stadiumjourney.com you'll find there 2500 stadium reviews you'll find news items you'll find great features and we're also all over social media we're on facebook twitter and instagram like and follow us everywhere and if you need something to do when the world locks down again, some of you may already be locked down again, you can always binge listen to us. Just type VOC Nation Radio Network into your podcast search app or go to stadiumjourney.com, the mothership, and look under the podcast tab. In addition, all of our old video podcasts are on the Stadium Journey YouTube channel. And we also stream live on twitch.tv slash 83 Hey to everybody who's there watching now, welcome, and don't be afraid to participate. Let me take a minute before we begin to introduce our starting lineup. We've got Dave Cotney, you can follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez can be found at Ballpark Hunter. Our producer, the above average comedian, Dan Calachico, is online at DanMaw83. And I'm Paul Baker, 
you can follow me at Puckman RI. So last November, I don't know if all you remember this, if any of you have been following us for that long, and if you haven't, why not? We had an episode about the silly season in minor league baseball. It was almost a year to the day. I think it was a year and two weeks. Um, the silly season is the annual occurrence that happens in minor league sports where a bunch of teams move to new cities or change affiliations, stuff like that. So we had a whole episode dedicated to that. Little did we know we hadn't seen anything yet. It was the 2020 season, the 2020 off season. It's shaping up to alter the very DNA of minor league baseball itself. So uh, Mark, do you want to start us off by talking about what we're looking at so far this off season? Uh, what we're looking at is the definition of what most of us have grown up following minor league baseball being turned upside down on its head. Uh, it's almost like going from BC to AD from Comiskey park Two to Camden yards. It's that much of a, a huge, a huge jump. Uh, Minor, minor league baseball was taken over by major league baseball. They were going to cut 40 teams, 40 to 42 teams out of the current 160. And each major league club would have four affiliates, AAA, AA, high A, and single A. Clubs would be moved around for more geographic symmetry. Uh, we would see teams and leagues sort of picked apart or completely changed. The Appalachian League is coming back in 21 as a college Woodbat league, the New York Penn league is gone. It's not coming back either. So we're going to see some clubs leave, uh, such as Hudson Valley in Brooklyn. They're going to join the new mid Atlantic league and other teams are still up in limbo right now. Uh, we've also seen the inclusion of independent markets like Somerset and Sugarland become affiliated teams uh, with the Yankees and Astros respectively. And uh, that could, St. Paul Saints is another independent team that is on the board uh, to become the AAA affiliate of Minnesota. That's not confirmed yet, but most of these rumors that we've been hearing have come out to be correct. So uh, small towns like Burlington and Clinton, Iowa, and Batavia, New York, Auburn, New York, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, Ogden, Utah, they're done. They're not going to be affiliated anymore. Uh, and it, 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 some of these teams could become uh, part of another league, independent or collegiate woodbat. But, wow, that's, that's a whole lot of teams changing. So I'm kind of curious what this is all going to look like when an announcement is made, which Paul said may be next week. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, I read that somewhere online that um, the formal – because we've been – like you said, Mark, we've been hearing little oh, yeah. drips and drabs and leaks here and there about what's happening. But uh, I read somewhere that a, a formal big announcement yeah. may be coming as soon as next week. Well, and, and for example, a team near, near my heart, near my home in New Jersey, Trent and Somerset flip-flop. The Yankees went from Trent, New Jersey, which has been attracting close to 5,000 people for the last few years, moved them up north to Somerset to an independent team, Spall Park, where they have been attracting about 5,000 people per, per game. Uh, both ballparks are sort of almost identical. I've been to them many times, uh, but the Yankees felt that the Somerset situation uh, was better uh, based on uh, player facilities and the field. However, I think the Yankees made that move because of the neighborhood. The Somerset is in a much better neighborhood, right off the interstate, right near a shopping mall. 
a little more family-friendly atmosphere outside of the ballpark, whereas Trenton is just – you're just there for the game and you leave. Nothing really has built up around uh, Arm & Hammer Park, but it's a shame to see Trenton, which was the catalyst for minor league baseball in New Jersey 26 years ago, uh, be in limbo right now. There was no guarantee that this club is going to be affiliated in 2021. I do think they will be. And club owner, let me get his name right here, Joe Plumeri, does not want to join the Atlantic League and take Somerset's place, which would be an independent franchise. Now, didn't I read somewhere that Major League Baseball is basically telling teams who their affiliates are going to be? Like this is all coming down from the top. Uh, and, and honestly, when I first read that, I thought that Major League Baseball was going to tell Major League teams who their affiliates are, and then conversely minor league teams. But um, how, how much of a, a central controlling issue is this? Yeah, I think Major League Baseball wants certain teams – to be affiliated with uh, certain markets like the Yankees are now in Hudson Valley, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Somerset, and then they have their low way down in uh, Tampa, Florida. So all those other clubs are geographically befitting to them. Uh, we saw the Mets leave Columbia, South Carolina, which is a fairly new ballpark. We were there a few years ago. Uh, they left them. And they kept Binghamton, they moved Brooklyn up to high A, and they uh, have Syracuse, and then they have St. Lucie down in Florida. So, yeah, I think a lot, of these, uh, a lot of these choices are being made by Major League Baseball. I don't know how much pull some of these minor league clubs do. I know uh, Binghamton was kept as a double-A affiliate, affiliate due to uh, New York, I want to say Schumacher, is that his name, or Sch Schumer? I'll have to look that up. He pleaded with Major League Baseball to keep baseball in Binghamton. That it would be a tra uh, tra tragedy uh, economically to uh, upheave them from uh, the Carousel City, I guess is what they call it. Dan? I think, I think my major issue with all of this, and, uh, and then I'm going to read some stuff in the chat. Um, my major issue with all of this is how teams were notified. I don't know if that's on the docket to talk about, so I'll, if I'm talking no, out of turn, for forgive me. I agree with you. That you can't talk about what's going on now without that as well. Yeah, it, it, It's crazy to me <laughs> that the Major League Baseball – I'll read uh, one of the comments or a couple of comments here in the chat. And say, I'm so over baseball. Let me rephrase that. I'm so over Major League Baseball right now it's hard for me to give a crap about the Phillies or anything going on with major league baseball on a whole, but the way they did this in a year that went down the way it did, I cannot more, uh, mor uh, moral, uh, moral wise get past that. Uh, it made me so angry to see all these teams and all the, all these staff members and fans find out, Oh, by the way, we just found out on social media it's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ahead Mark. before I continue. Yeah, Mark, you mentioned the Columbia Fireflies. Um, they put out a tweet. Did we just find out we got dumped on Twitter? Yeah, yeah that was when Steve Cohen took over and, for and the to Mets. Further, to further enrage you, Dan, 
Oh, good. This whole plan came out before COVID. Yes. Right? Bad, bad timing. Bad the, the, the original plan, we're going to shut down 20 or 40 teams or whatever. Yeah, I remember gonna, hearing something about it. You know, yeah, it, it, this came before. Um, I mean, to me, it's a little bit more understandable after. But that being said, uh, you can – uh, what do you, what do you got? What do you got in the chat? There? No, so uh, <laughs> you guys should sit in the chat someday. It's very fun. What was um, this on Twitch or Facebook? This is on Twitch. Uh, we're not on. I can't do Facebook and, and ah. Twitter anymore. Uh, Twitch was very, uh, very adamant about. Hey, your affiliate, no more. Uh, okay. Uh, but just to add to it, uh, to add on what you said, David, and I'll go through the chat. Yeah, no, I, I heard rumblings about this, but then the world changed. <laughs> <laughs> like MLB is like the bad uncle or aunt at Thanksgiving dinner, which you shouldn't be doing more than two or three people this year. A holes. Um, that brings up a sore subject right as you put a piece of ham or turkey in your mouth. It was like all this stuff was happening. MLB was like, eh, we're going through it. First of all, I just want to say hi to Greg. Greg, uh, everybody knows Greg. He's in the chat listening right now. And Bat Ash. Thanks for watching. Nico's here too. He usually uh, watches the the away the puck stream, but he's a huge baseball fan as well. Badass says MLB is being stupid. Eliminating teams is not smart idea when the popularity of baseball is on the line. I think some of the markets you will lose. Some towns live and die by their minor league teams. Uh, Badass also says I'm very anti MLB. F Rob Manfred. I agree. F Rob Manfred. And Manfred has replaced Cadell as Ash's most hated sports commissioner. Um, <laughs> I live in West Virginia. All I got is minor league baseball, and most of it will all be gone. That's well, yeah. all from bad Ash. Yeah. Well, no, that's true because – and those are uh, – once again, those are fairly new teams, fairly new ballparks. I mean, the, the one in Morgantown, 2014-2015 – it, all of a sudden, they're not good enough to be part of minor league baseball. That That is very head-scratching. And where would they fit in if my, Major League Baseball says, okay, you're done, go join a collegiate you, league or, you or join independent? Wait, you couldn't wait until after we figured out what was going on with COVID and when things can start rolling again to implement plans. You had to do it now. And other baseball things that I don't that have no revel, uh, uh, relevance to this conversation. I'm just over it. And the minor league thing was just a little cherry on top of the ass uh, a hole Sunday that is the MLB this year. That's just me. All right, so I, I was hoping to make this a little more lineal, but let's let's take a little history lesson here first. Sorry, when you're reading off the chat, you, you no, gotta no, talk to the chat right. while they're alive, so you lose. No, their, Mark took know. us off the rails at the beginning. That's all right. Uh, it's always a Jersey boy. <laughs> um, so this system, and Mark, I'm going to lean on you because you, you know this stuff a whole lot better than I do. Um, the si current system has been in place since the 50s or 60s? Uh, 63. Okay, so th that system being AAA, AA, a high A, a low A, and then some short season leagues. Yes. For, for rookies and we're not even we're not even going to talk about like the Dominican League or the no or the Mexican League, which yeah. I don't even that's yeah. somewhere in between. Um, but I guess the one of the issues with that is it's not uniform. Some teams have some yes. major league teams have five affiliates, some have seven, um, and it's not really uniform how players move through it. 
So as I understand it, this, this kind of um, this setup, the uniform straight, you know, every affiliate, every team is going to have four affiliates, triple A, double A, high A, low A. I don't know why they just don't call them ABCD, but. Um, they used to prior yeah. class C, class D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It um, would make sense. This it? was kind of uh, 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 an offshoot of the analytics movement in baseball. And I th what I've heard is like the Houston Astros are the ones really trying to make this uniform. And in a way, it's a cost-cutting measure. But uh, the, <laughs> the um, I don't know if you guys have heard the amount that each team stands to save by cutting off their short-season affiliates. It's not yes. a lot. It's, I can't tell you. I, can't, like, I couldn't care more about these billionaires would say. Yeah. Well, I don't it, give a like, damn. Between 500000 and 900000 a that's team? The that's the figure I had heard it, as well, It's yes. not even a million. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and think about what these teams, like like Badash was saying, what do these mean to these communities? Uh, it, it's going to destroy. It doesn't them. even hit a million dollars. No, no. The savings. Oh, I'm so might... done. I'm so done with baseball now. <laughs> yeah, the savings for each major league team it, is going to be based on based dollars. on what we've been told. So hold yeah. on, just the sidebar, the Philly situation with John. Oh God, damn it. Uh, I'll make this quick, Paul. I saw you side. Billy Bash. So we're going to lose JT Real Muto because he, a guy that's worth $3.2 billion and is a movie producer, won't just give him money because I lost $159 million this year. And all these other owners that are, I'm, I'm done with, I'm done. I'm, I'm tapping. I, I don't <laughs> care. I don't like baseball that much. He's he's left. He's left the room. He doesn't want. To... Are, are we are we putting money down on how long Dan's actually tapping out? Yes. I I boxed my I boxed all my stuff. Zach Wheeler throws a, a box, perfect game. Brother. Oh, it's, you're moving. It's you're boxing box. everything. I no, I haven't boxed anything but my Philly stuff are in an fu box for when, I, when Middleton's when Middleton leaves. I might unbox it, but I refuse to support. I gave that bastard money this year. Still, and, and yeah, Dan's the only okay. one of us who actually had a car. Was actually at the games. So car kiss game. my ass, John Middleton. John Powers Middleton with your dumb, stupid middle name. I, I think we have the Royals. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. If the <laughs> Phillies start ten and two, Dan's driving the bus again. Nah. No. All right. So where were we? The the amount right. of money. Clubs, major league clubs are going to lose yeah. his, his peanuts, to be honest with you. Now, now, so the way there, – there are several factors that are going into this reshuffling. It's not just straight, all right, get rid of your bottom two teams. It's not that easy. They're also, like you mentioned, Mark, moving teams around from different levels. And I think the decisions are being made on, on a couple – for a couple of criteria. One is geographic proximity. Like, if you look at the old South Atlantic League, you had teams from going from Lakewood, New Jersey, all the way down to Rome, Georgia, and across to where? Lexington, Kentucky. Bowling uh, Green. Yeah, Bowling Green. Green. Yeah. That was just an, an incredibly spread out, yeah. unwieldy. No, 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 yeah, and I agree with that. That made absolutely no sense. Sugarland, which was in the Independent Atlantic League, which had all its teams in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland – that was in a better position being in, in the uh, Pacific Coast League. Right. So they want the teams to, A, be a little more proximate. Is that a word? Pro <laughs> be... Approximate. Approximation? No. 
No, not a proximity. A little more synergy and, and you know, fit proximity geographic. So be, yeah. English lesson today, kids. Here you go. Here's the phys ed teacher word. Closer. Closer. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, what was my point? I forgot. Oh, they wanted the teams to be A, closer to their parent clubs when possible, and B, closer to each other. So you didn't have a an 18-hour bus ride like you did in the old Sally League. No. no you're absolutely and then, right. then the other part of the decisions factoring into things is they want better amenities for the players. So some of your older stadiums are falling by the wayside. Like you had mentioned, Mark, uh, Somerset. Better facility than Trenton. Yeah, better facility than Trenton, but, but, but how much? You know, if you talk to Trenton ownership, they're going to say, really? Because I think one of the complaints was the players' lo- home locker rooms, the ceilings were too low. Well, ownership said, well, we had, you know, we had Aaron Judge in here for a year. He never complained about the ceilings. You know, did anybody come here and say, hey, get your ceilings higher, or we're going to, you know, ship out when our agreement's over. Uh, Same thing with Clinton. I talked to their GM up in uh, Iowa and he said, listen, you know, I understand we have an older stadium. We made a lot of changes the last 30 years because in 1990, they they had another big agreement that had to update a lot of ballparks. And that was another big shift uh, when you saw newer stadiums getting built. Uh, He said, nobody's been out here from, from baseball to look at our facilities. They have no idea what, our field looks like, what our locker rooms look like, uh, what our uh, training facilities look like. So it's one thing if you came out here and saw them, but they're just saying, oh, Clinton, that's an old ballpark built in 1937. So let's let's cut them loose. And- uh, Greg says Iowa and the Pacific Coast League. As we all know, Iowa is known for its scenic coastline. Oh, it is beautiful. Well, it's, well, it's known- I, got, I got a lot of water when I was in Des Moines last time, so – we did, man. We were boy did it rain that day. Wow. But part of part of the restructuring is going to be restructuring at each level. So yeah. right now you have, and like Greg said, we have two two AAA leagues. You have the International League on the eastern half of the country, basically, and the Pacific Coast League on the western, well, two thirds. Yeah, it takes it because it goes from Nashville all the way out to Sacramento. Yeah. So that that's more that's more than it should be allowed. I would like to see three AAA leagues. I don't yeah, know if that's in the that talks. The rumor? Isn't that that's that's the rumor. a rumor? I'm not hearing a lot about that though. But I would love to see Indianapolis play Nashville because we're only four hours away from each other. <laughs> that makes sense to me. I don't know about you. Absolutely. Yeah, the AAA's went from three to two back. Ninety-eight. Nineties. Man, his North his North Jersey came out real quick there. <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't know about you. So, so yeah, so AAA may go from two to three leagues, uh, and that would be more consistent with the other levels. The double A is going to be the still what's what's double A Eastern League, Southern League, Southern League, Texas. and uh, Texas League. Texas League. So that's going to remain the same, I believe. Yes, yeah, so we may see Wichita and San Antonio, which were AAA affiliate AAA clubs, move back down to Texas. Down. We may and, see Jacksonville move to AAA. And those were both built as AAA stadiums. Uh, not Jack, not San Antonio. Well, they just move getting, up to AAA. But they were getting upgrades to, to get to. You know, AAA? that's a good question. I thought they were getting a new ballpark. Then I heard upgrades. Uh, but Wichita was built as a AAA ballpark, and Jacksonville, I think, was built 
uh, was built big enough to be uh, a triple-A ballpark. Right. So, uh, and I think Jacksonville makes a lot of sense as a triple-A affiliate of Miami. Whereas the first year Miami played, their triple-A affiliate was in Edmonton, Alberta. So, <laughs> obviously there's been... What a culture shock there. Edmonton that, that, oh, Miami. my God. Yeah, that was a huge... All right, so I guess where we're going to see the biggest change, I mean, you're seeing changes across all across the way, but this, the single-A landscape is really changing. And I guess the, the biggest thing is all the short-season leagues, the New York Penn League, the Appalachian, the Pioneer, are all gone. Yeah, yeah they're all gone. Now, like you said, the Appalachian League is being reformed as a collegiate woodbat league. Yeah, which I think makes a lot of sense for the Appy League. Number one, all the teams are very close to one another, uh, with the exception of a couple, but they're still very close. They're in small towns that it was surprisingly odd that they still have affiliated ball. Uh, some of those ballparks are – I've been in high school fields that are nicer. <laughs> but I do think that, you know, being a wood bat league, it's, it's going to be – that league can be saved. You can still go out to the games. It'll be the same level of, I think it'll be the same level of talent. You're going to take, oh my goodness. I, I think you're going to take the best juniors and, and see. Right. I was just going to say, so you're gonna as it affects like, uh, yeah, as it affects like the Cape Cod League, say, which but, right now is considered it, it will to be the best, the best collegiate league. The Appy is going to take, what is it, juniors and seniors? Juniors and seniors. And Cape Cod will be for freshmen and sophomores. Yes. Oh, and yeah. Is that, is that everybody accurate? else can fight out for leftovers. Yeah, and then the New York Penn League, not all those teams may want to join a new wood bat league. They might want to join an existing wood bat league. Look at Vermont. They can easily play in the same league with uh, Montpelier. Yes. Which I think is the – is it the future league? or the That's the new, new England League. The New England League. And then, you know, maybe Batavia wants to join the perfect game or New York State League. So – there's options right now for those clubs, and a lot of former New York Penn League teams in the past 25 years have joined uh, those collegiate leagues. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why the Futures League exists. That's all those old-time yes. uh, yep. pro ballparks throughout New England. So yeah. maybe, maybe that's how some of these teams will live on. Yeah, and maybe I could some see will Vermont, become independent. Yeah, yeah, I could see Vermont fitting in uh, Burlington fitting in really well. That would fit perfectly in the New England that would, League. That Absolutely. would be a perfect fit, you know, and. Uh, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You got Auburn and Batavia, uh, but then I see Norwich, Connecticut, which that that's a double A ballpark. So, <laughs> well, it was originally, yeah. It Norwich still has a team. Yeah, they, they were in the New York Penn League. Yes, they're in the. Who the, the hell goes to watch Norwich baseball? I they, I go once at least once a year. No, it was a Yankee looking, affiliate at first. I, I was looking over at the one that was born in Norwich. That's why. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the Tigers uh, were there most recently. Yeah, yeah, but see, that's the thing that like, so. You built a ballpark to be double A. You go down to single A. Now you're going to tell you're going to be collegiate Woodbat or, in, you know, like independent would probably make more sense for Norwich. Yes. Same with Pawtucket. 
That's what I've been saying all along. Yeah, yeah Pawtucket, can't, you can't do a collegiate wood bat league. No, in a it's too big of a stadium. You guys might see me get beat up on stream here. You got to well, that'd be that'd <laughs> probably be the most exciting episode we'll ever have. <laughs> me get beat up? That's great. Subscriber benefits. <laughs> see Dan get beat up on Twitch. That's great. I provide content. I provide content and entertainment and goofiness, and you just want to see me get my ass kicked. That's wonderful. <laughs> At that bad South Jersey attitude, there. No wonder. <laughs> It's just South Jersey attitude. There's no good. It's just a South Jersey attitude. It's just so it. okay. So I'm 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 waiting out here and, and I'm ready to get killed. Do it. Why is Watch it Dave the get responsibility of Major League Baseball to run baseball in the entirety of the country? Why is it up to Major League Baseball to have to run what one, two, three? four, five, six, to have six other teams beneath the major league level. No other sport has that. Not even close. Right? So, the half a million bucks bucks that they're going to save, is that that a pure half a million bucks? Or are they including, like, all the extra – travel and time and scouts and and all that stuff that has to happen to maintain those lower leagues as well plus what's the return so as a major league team you're you're drafting and you've got what three teams at at single a what's the return on those three teams four players i don't know Generally, yeah, you, you'll see between two and five players make it all the way. Is that on, worth on it? Is it worth running all those teams for two players, three no. players? I think every little dollar counts uh, for some clubs. I mean, and I think Major League Baseball thinks they know what's best and what's going to benefit them in the future. But it, is it is it pure dollars, right? Or, you know, how, how, like, it's almost well, like how long are you willing to play in the sand looking for, you know, that quarter that's, that's down there somewhere, right? You know, how, how long, how much effort are, are you willing to, to put into running these little teams here, there, and everywhere for the sake of, of two players or three players or whatever. You look at the, the NBA has now just almost recently, what, in a decade, they now have one minor league team, right? Uh, well, they have, they have the NCAA for doing the their national, job for so many years. The National Football League has none. No. Yes, right? they do, the NCAA. The, the CFL. Well, they don't, have to pay, they don't have to pay anybody in the NCAA. Okay, okay I'm going to counter your point. Okay, do it. Major League Baseball does not run these lower lower teams. They're independently owned. They're independently staffed. They're independently run. They have an affiliation agreement with the Major League teams where the, where the teams supply players, and that's all they supply. I agree. We wouldn't be talking about it like this like we would be. The, you know, it's a good bad thing when a Major League has their hand in a minor league team, right? In, a, in one hand, you have that connection to the money and a little bit of security if something goes bad. 
On the other hand, you have owners and 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 uh, front offices that could just say, "Well, that's enough of that," and moving on. So it's a double-edged sword. I agree with you, Dave, but I think that only furthers my disdain and anger for how it went down. You know what I mean? Like uh, you. A two-week notice, the two, a month notice, uh, a COVID notice. You know, I, I'm just a liberal cuck here. Well, I know, but well, I mean, the, the thing with Somerset and Trenton that had been a rumor for quite some time. Sugarland had been a rumor since last year. Yeah, so rumors I, are different than. Yeah, but then you have they, a rumor, then you just known. it's done, it's over. Like you can't. Yeah. It, Major League Base. Okay, even further driving the point of what Dave said, you have Major League Baseball, who's this multi-billion-dollar money-making machine that just ran this decision like it was a a poorly run grocery store. <laughs> Does it make sense to me? Go ahead, Paul. You interrupt my bad attitude. I wasn't interrupting. I was just waiting. For no, I know. I know. I'm. You know, I'll go on if you don't. <laughs> The, the other part from my con to your pro, Dave, uh, what does this do to the future of the game, the grassroots of the game? Are, are they cutting uh, – is Major League Baseball cutting off their nose to spite their face? A little bit. Because, uh, you know, people are exposed to the game through their local, local uh, team. You don't have those local teams anymore. Is this going – and we already know that most of the – Best athletes now are not going to baseball anyway. Is this going to make that an easier decision for them to choose basketball or football? I I, I would respond to that with um, Major League Baseball does not need teams all over the place because you know in the in the fifties or sixties or whatever, if you were in Montana, Billings, Montana. Um, you, you may have got a, a local team on bunny ears, but now if you're in Billings, Montana, you can watch every team from the St. Louis Cardinals to the Seattle Mariners to the Oakland Athletics. You can watch anybody you want, anytime you want. You can watch all of them. You can watch all of them at the same time if you want. So it's a totally different world. Now, I, I agree, and, and I think, me personally, I think um, – in the bigger picture that, that sports is in trouble. And, and Mark, maybe, maybe you see this too. When, when I'm, when I'm at school and I'm talking to kids, nobody, nobody watches sports. You know, that, that, you know, this is hockey country. Um, here's, here's what I hear most. I hear the most kids talking about basketball. Yes. Clips that they watch on YouTube, right? Oh, nobody, hockey, hockey is the worst on social media. Nobody, oh God. nobody is, is going to, nobody's going to games. None of these kids are even like, you know, if I talk about, you know, oh yeah, talking about LeBron, I was like, oh yeah, I saw LeBron. I saw LeBron play in Cleveland and I saw him play in Miami. And what, they're not even wowed by that. Like it's not even on their scope of, of things they might want to do. So big picture, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, big picture, I think sports, not my generation and your generation, maybe not my kids' generation, but the further on, 
I think we're looking at at a big financial adjustment. I, it's one of the things I mentioned that uh, at the start of this whole, you know, lockdowns and ratcheting back and stuff is uh, where people are going to find out real quick what's more important to them <laughs> or not. And uh, I found out a lot of people uh, were not as enthused of the sport. I wasn't at the beginning. I didn't count. As soon as they told me hockey was back, I was like, okay, all right, I'm back in. Uh, hockey will never die for me. But to, to comment on what Dave said about, you know, kids watching clips, I have never seen, and I don't mean this as a race thing, I mean encompassing all. I have never seen a more social media tone-deaf company than I have with NHL. <laughs> Their social media is garbage. It's horrible. Individual teams are good. There are some teams that are bad at it. The Flyers got real good this past season before it was just this bland, just boring social media presence, and they started ramping it up a bit uh, once Gritty came in the picture. I'm just saying. Um, But, yeah, exposure for the generations, the exposure is also different, and you're seeing more of that because of lockdowns and not going out where kids are not seeing the same stuff as the adults here because they're not looking in the same spot. And some of the sports are not putting that information into the spots where the kids are looking. But so, these, but these kids can't, can't watch games. Oh I mean, no. The, they, the attention span is worse than mine and the mine is uh, not forced. My, my students are, can, can we watch memes? Like those are, are 20 second clips. <laughs> what are you going to show from a sporting event in 20 seconds? I want to add a backflip. I want a goal? Like one? I want to catch up on the chat here while we're uh, discussing this. Uh, Greg, uh, Greg, how do you pronounce your last name? I really feel terrible. Uh, Greg says uh, MLB wasn't controlled by the MLB. Now MLB is taking over and is awful taking over indie ball. Yeah. I know that. That's true. Yep. Atlantic League, I think Frontier League. I don't Atlantic know. Atlantic and Frontier are both affiliated now. Well, loosely affiliated, I guess. Yeah. Well, they're the ones that say you can steal first base on a pass ball, right? To add to what Dave said, uh, Badass says, I know someone who works at a school in Buffalo and she has to convince the kids to be Bills fans in Buffalo. Uh, it's been terrible for so long. You, you grew up with a losing franchise. <laughs> but you should get excited. You're seven and three. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Badash says the Blue Jackets suck at social media. Want to I'm putting the emphasis on the words typed in here. Uh, Greg also added, keep in mind, major clubs also don't get much higher percentage of their money from TV in 2020 than in the 50s and the 60s, so they don't even care that much if you show up as long as you watch on TV. Um, and then, oh, Koch. Okay, cool. Uh, Greg Koch then says, TikTok, that's where all the cool kids are today. I'm old. <laughs> I wish I could see this chat room on Twitch. I can't. Why? Just go to my Twitch. It's there. It's live. Well, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at me now. Oh, no, here it is. You have to... Okay. Okay. I see it. Yeah. yeah. Once you load, the next message will pop up once they uh... But yeah, no, that's the other thing. The generations are going to start watching. There's going to be like Fortnite sports or whatever the great yeah. battle royal well, game think... that comes out. Well, you're right. I mean, think about what our fathers, our grandfathers watched. I mean, back around, say, even the turn of the century. What were the big sports? Horse racing and boxing. Professional wrestling. 
course. No, I'm serious. I'm not. No, 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 no. no Paul, what I mean is, is it was considered a sport at that point. When you look at ratings, you, pro wrestling was beaten out. Football, boxing, everything until the early seventies when the wrestling kind wrestling went really in a down phase and started rising back up in the eighties and early to mid late nineties. And now it's barely on nobody. It's barely hitting like 2 million views between three companies anymore. I was adding to what you were saying. People were watching wrestling, boxing, that kind of thing. Nobody cares now. So yeah. So are we, are we uh, looking at a dying sport? I've always been convinced that football is a dying sport. Football is absolutely a dying sport. But, well, I mean, let's let's look at minor league baseball attendance in 2019. It had had huge numbers. I mean, Las Vegas had 9,000 people average alone, and um, I don't think it's a dying sport. I, I still think it's an entertainment sport, especially minor league baseball clubs. Uh, I think most people that go see a, a team are not there to see the wins and losses. Absolutely. They're there to have a time. They're there to socialize with friends. They're there to get a cool new cap. In fact, a lot of teams come up with crazy nicknames in order to get money from fans who will never set foot in their ballpark. Uh, so I don't think it's a dying sport from uh, attendance wise uh, TV. You know, you can make the argument that it's not going to get the ratings that the NBA or NFL does, but you know, a lot of people will go to a minor league game at least once a year. It's a place to entertain the kids. It's a place to have a couple beers on Thursday, Thursdays, fireworks during holidays or Friday nights. Uh, minor league baseball still serves a huge purpose. So no, it's not dying. However, uh, we are seeing teams that are, are, are not going to be around. And I don't know, we'll be able to survive without uh, major league affiliation of some sort. I, I just wanted to say, go ahead. I'll go for it. I just wanted to, I'm always, mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep track of the, the chat as well. So I'm speaking for like four people at this moment. <laughs> I wanted to make a, a, amend to uh amendment to what i said uh, said greg said greg said they do get a higher percentage not don't i don't know why i said it backwards um bad ash mentioned that watching sports without any fans there is really just not appealing uh they're trying to be uh, greg then adds they're trying to be hit to the youngsters by adding sports like skateboarding and breakdancing and that makes old people see them as a joke well old people are wrong the skateboarding is fantastic um I did want to add that. How old is Tony Hawk now? He can't say skateboarding is for young people anymore. He's 45. How old, how old is Tony Hawk nowadays? He's got to be in his 40s, right? He's like my age. He's 45, yeah. isn't he? He's our age. Uh, and Tony Hawk, uh, I'll fight anybody who says a bad word about Tony Hawk. I will fist fight a man. I just said he wasn't young. Not you. I just mean in general. <laughs> uh, part of why the NFL and the NBA are dying is because they're turning into wimps. Okay, you breathe. You breathe on the quarterback, it's a flag. You run at LeBron, it's a tech. I just wanted to add that people were um, people were saying, you know, they're not watching TV. I, I didn't – I never cared what the audience or what the commentary ever felt like watching a, a sport on TV. Uh, 90% of the time, most of my life, you can ask anybody who's known me, I will mute the TV when I'm watching wrestling or sports unless there's a big, huge moment or someone is doing a promo if you're watching wrestling. I mute that sucker just interested in what anybody else feels or, or does that being said, that's some of the best basketball I watched was this past <laughs> the, the, the bubble basketball period in general. Um, 
But as far as the referee, referee, re, it seemed to me, and then we'll get right back to minor league baseball. Just yeah, a side note, just not, just <laughs> a side, it's my show. I produce it. I'll say what I want. No, I'm kidding, Mark. Um, just a sidebar that officiating in general on all sports got worse as the years got on. And it's also softening the impact of the sport. That's just me. I'm shutting up now, Dave. Okay. So where to, were to, we? To go in the Wayback Machine. Stan Island? <laughs> it's only 10 where, minutes. Hey, have you had pork roll yet? Ah, there it is. To where Mark was talking about, you know, people don't go to watch. People don't go out to watch the game to have a time. They go to have a time. They go to be millennials with Mark. Um, that's, <laughs> to me, Mark that's, noted millennial. that's short-sighted as well. Like, that's, that's about a quick dollar as opposed to building your – building your sport if it's just about being there then then well i think you're building your sport through the players you're developing to benefit you in the major leagues i think that's what major league baseball owners are seeing no but i don't care if you win and lose in the minor leagues but you're maybe some you're seeing it across the board right like well, maybe yes. Although all of those, all of those social areas, you know, people coming out not to not to watch the game, but to to go have beers with their buddies. Yeah. What happens when they the buddies figure out? You know what? We we could probably go to the bar around the corner, and and not pay a premium for our drinks and not have to pay a, a twenty five thirty five dollar cover charge, right? What happens at that point? I. I don't think I personally, I don't think that any of those, those social areas, um, I don't think they, they build your sport. I think, I think they do the complete opposite. I think in the long run, it hurts them. Well, I mean, they, they bring money. in. when I was in Nashville, Tennessee, there was a gentleman who was hanging out in the band box, which is this outdoor party zone full of outdoor games galore open to all ages, mini golf, shuffleboard, cornhole, adult size, uh, connect four boards. Wow. I heard that that word wrong. Yeah. And his attitude was for nine bucks, I get to come in here, get drinks, hang out, be outside in the beautiful weather. You know, I'm not even watching the game, you know, and the place is always packed. It's a vital part of that ballpark's atmosphere. And if you want to come and watch the game, you can get a ticket in the stands and, and watch the game. Uh, that, that's just the way it is. And Jer- Jersey Shore Blue Claws, that's going to take me a while to call them that. Keep calling them Lakewood. You know, Thursday, Thursdays get the huge, biggest crowds out there. And they also have mini golf. They also have a beer garden. Uh, so it's all about that atmosphere. It's all about getting people out there to enjoy themselves, maybe pick up some merchandise, maybe come back for another game, maybe check out uh, Andre Dawson. I saw him signing autographs there for about seven innings, which was awesome because most of those guys signed for about 10 minutes and leave, get their paycheck. Doss Hawk signed for seven innings, seven innings. His hand must have fallen off. Hmm. So uh, it may not be growing your sport from one aspect, but a lot of so, people like it right now. And it, so and it can't good- be done everywhere. You know, a good Expos cities. fan would say that Andre Dawson signed for seven innings because his knees are so bad he just couldn't get up. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. <laughs> well, who do you, who do you think is 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 going to hurt the most? I mean, 
I, I, I'm the snob. I, I don't know, like Paul, you say, I'm the, I'm the baseball snob. I don't know most of these teams below AAA. Um, I'm a little surprised at how the AAA is shaking out. Uh, I'm not too surprised that, that Jacksonville is going to be in. Um, the Sugarland thing, I'm a little surprised at. Uh, St. Paul, if they come in with the Twins. Um, oh, by the way, congratulations. Rochester Red Wings on your new affiliation with the Nationals. Fourth in um, 90 some years. I guess I'm not overly surprised that Fresno is going to be on the outside looking in. I am a little surprised that the, the, the two new kids coming in, uh, San Antonio and Wichita, are basically going to be kicked out of AAA. They've been demoted they can, before they even got up there. Before they can start <laughs> well, AAA, yeah. Well, yes, I think San Antonio did one year, right? Or did they not? I believe they did, yeah. Maybe they, they did one. one. Um, so, the one that's. If if I'm reading things correctly, the one that's kind of out in Nowheresville right now is a big surprise to me, and that's Round Rock. They don't yep. seem to be anywhere at the moment, no. and I would assume, assume because I don't know what the amenities look like. <laughs> I would assume they have good amenities there. They have a, a the brand new park, new, yeah, or really new ballpark. New. Twenty years, yeah. Uh, why would why would the Texas Rangers Not be with something. Nashville? Instead of with Round Rock, and why did that, Houston leave a, Round Rock? Well, in the Sugar, first place, yeah, Sugarland is right down the road. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a little more convenient. But I've been to both ballparks. Uh, from a fan point, I would say Round Rock's the better ballpark. Uh, but then again, you know there was nothing wrong with Sugarland. I don't know what the facilities inside look like for players. So, uh, yeah, I, I would hope the Texas Rangers would rejoin Round Rock, and the Astros just became affiliated with them last year. I don't think they had more than two years with the ball club in, uh, for Houston. Right. So, um, maybe we should talk about what, what do we know that's happened? Well, I, I have a only list. Two teams have real, only two teams have really announced yes. their, their full affiliation, right? Well, I think, I think the Mariners also uh, said they were leaving. Were they leaving Midland? No, Ogden. Uh, like like some teams say they're they're leaving some team. I think the the Yankees and Mets have made I think official announcements. The Yankees. So what do we uh, got? Yankees are going to be in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre for Triple A. Double A is Somerset. Single A is Hut. Oh, High A. Gotta get used to this myself. High A is Hudson Valley, and Low A is Tampa. So Hudson Valley moved up from the New York Penn League. Yes, to- Hudson Valley moved up. Now, now that high A league, all right, we haven't even touched on this. That high A league is going to be a brand new league, right? One of the high A's is going to be the Mid-Atlantic League, and that's, they say they're going to have six clubs. That seems a little bit small to me. I would assume they would have at least eight, but Lakewood well, is rumored to be in there. So it's Wilmington and Aberdeen. Those are a few of the teams that are rumored. So they're going to kind of cut the Carolina League in half, right? Yes. Yeah, and no, so yeah, yeah. To make Carolina League – a, a true Carolina league again. Yes. Which and makes then a mid Atlantic league. And then what's the other low. high league? Is that, is that California? Is that the other uh, high? League? The California, I want to say California is moving. Oof. I got, I got to look. Or this are they low A? California was, were they high or low A? I believe they were high, but I'm not positive about that. Right, let's see here. That's uh they wow, were, I don't watch much soccer, but I've got the Yeah, they were they were high A, so they're gonna be low A. Okay. Don't say it, Paul. What a goal I just saw. Yeah. Which game? 
Philly, New England. God damn it, Paul! I didn't say who scored it. I said what? I goal. know who scored it. Oh god, what's going on here? <laughs> what's going on here? Okay, so that's uh, Philly so... in the playoffs doing a. And then game. Seattle. The other, the other one is Seattle. There's reports that it'll be Tacoma, Arkansas, Everett, and Modesto. So so much for the regional thing, but yeah, you can't do regional for everybody. <laughs> you can't do regional for Seattle, and then the I think the Blue Jays are leaving Vancouver, and they may rejoin with Oakland. That so one seems that one seems a little surprising to me that the Jays would leave Vancouver. Yeah, well, that's the report, and then I guess the A's are going to leave Beloit, who's getting a new ballpark for Vancouver. Uh, the Nationals are leaving Hagerstown. I think that's official. Yep, like I, heard I said, that one. it's just you know. Uh, the Dodgers reportedly are leaving Great Lakes and going to add Spokane, Washington, even though the Dodgers are denying it. So it's a lot of – it feels like a soap opera we're watching here. No it's, kidding. No kidding. So I think How many of these cities invested heavily in a new ballpark that's going to just – Yeah, well, I think, Be- I think Beloit will be affiliated. I mean, there's – could you imagine building a new ballpark in Beloit? <laughs> All right, we've got no affiliation for you guys. Yeah, but they have sweet jerseys, though. Well, that's uh, that's yeah, that's somebody's um, uh, design template. That's not official, but no, they, they, they are nice. They are, the River Rockers is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it should be. Is that yeah. going to be their new name, the River Rockers? No, no, that's that's not the official name. There's hope that that there could be some some uh, sort of uh, agreement to keep the turtle as the mascot, but. It may not be the River Rockers. It may be something else, but maybe have the turtle. Snappy D. Turtle is his name. But those jerseys are pretty nice. I mean, those are – and that's not somebody getting paid millions of dollars or thousands of dollars from Brandios. That's that's just somebody using their imagination and their artistic skills. One, one group that looks like they're doing a whole lot of changes is the Marlins. Yeah. So they're, they're going Jacksonville – there's, I guess, speculation that they're going to get Pensacola, which wasn't theirs. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, looks like there's a couple new things going on. Yeah, Miami. My prediction would be Jacksonville, Pensacola, Asheville, and Jupiter. Apparently, the Yanks and the Mets are the only teams to confirm all yes. four minors. Did we yeah. cover that? Yeah. There's right, there's a lot sure. of. But the Yankees and Mets too. There's a lot of ownership going on there, right? Like the the Yankees own a chunk of Wilkes Barre and they own a chunk of Tampa. That's another. The Mets thing own too. Syracuse. So. Well, anyway. I think I think another. Yeah. Well, that's another. Uh, if you're owned by a certain club, you're probably not going elsewhere. Like Reading, yeah. you think the Phillies are going to leave Reading? Heck no. No. Uh, I was surprised that Binghamton stayed. But uh, yeah, they were they were one of the teams or one of the cities rumored yeah. to be losing a team altogether. But, yeah, earlier I I didn't know the name of the senator. Charles Schumer was the one who pleaded with uh, uh, Major League Baseball to keep the club there. So obviously it worked out. So hey Dan, I know you're kind of having a minor freak out that that your Philly Union are are down. Huh. Uh, I, I'm I'm with you, man, because <laughs> TFC just lost, and, just lost they just lost to Nashville. So that could be one and two down. You no, know, I just I just. The Philly uh, – God! What? I mean, Philly are we talking about the, the, the Philly Union soccer? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Why? I, I'm just – I didn't know you were a soccer They're guy. They're the 2019 Red Bulls all over again. 
I don't have a team of the MLS. At least like. they, at least they got the supporter shield. They can't take that away. I, when they got it, I was like, I, you know, I'm very happy for you. Please don't do what I think you're going to do in the playoffs. Well, Hartford FC lost tonight to uh, <laughs> to Nashville. Fuck. Hartford FC. God damn it, man. Hartford FC. Yeah, geez, the Toronto teams, huh? Yep. The Blue Jays played in Buffalo. Uh, Toronto FC played in Hartford. I was Raptors over, are playing in uh, Tampa. Yeah, did the, you dig those uh, those new Raptors? The Raptor, yeah. <laughs> Raptor Rays logo. Oh God! Th- throw it back in the sea. It made me throw up. <laughs> oh, put it right back into the, the yeah. creamsicle ones. Oh God, no! Don't ever do that again. Please stop. Uh, well, I, I guess I guess one thing I want to add is like the Stan Allen Yankees. I mean, that was a yeah. ballpark built specifically to be affiliated with the Yanks. And now they're going to probably pursue an independent league team. Now, the, the funny thing is, is that they only attracted about 1,800 fans in 2019 around that, which was ridiculously low for, you know, the minor league baseball clubs of the New York City market. Uh, they also had the most expensive tickets out of the, the clubs in that area. And now you're going to expect that you're going to get that number or higher for independent baseball? Independence is a big gamble for the uh, a lot of these cities. It, it, it's, it could be a big gamble. Now, if you have new ownership there and you can market it like Long Island, like Somerset, uh, York, Lanc- Lancaster, or even St. Paul, you can be successful. Uh, but you're going to probably have to lower your ticket prices. Now, I read a report that the Staten Island ballpark is going to have $5.1 million in renovations that include new seating synthetic turf and they want to change the dimension of the field so they can house rugby and soccer so they may be trying to get some new tenants there <laughs> yeah maybe yeah maybe we'll see uh, like uh grand prairie just yeah they, they uh that, that, the that, uh what's the team the air hogs just hogs. went out of business and they're yeah. converting the facility to a cricket stadium yeah we saw them play in lincoln didn't we I actually have been to the one, the ballpark in Grand Prairie. It's a really I, nice one. I have a question from. Yeah, the- it's nice, but nobody goes there. So oh. it's like, okay, you got this nice shiny ballpark, but management is working on shoestrings. So. Yep. Yeah, nobody was there the game I was at. Nobody was there, and it's a shame because you're right. That is a nice looking ballpark, and that is a- another ballpark that is re- fairly new. I mean, I think that was built within uh, last 10, 12 years. 2008, it was built. That's a new ballpark. Yeah. We got a question, Dan? I have a question from me and one from the peanut gallery. Uh, Ash asked, do we – sorry, he's also sending me a message. Um, do you think the Raptors being in Tampa is an NBA testing the market? No. no. I hope not. No. It's and don't then, need well, any more sports teams. close down. to Orlando. You don't need any more sports teams down there. 75 miles, right? And then Greg uh, – Staten Island Pizza Rats. I hope so. I really hope so. The reason why that, the reason why they didn't make that change is because the New York Yankees hated right. that name, despised it. They also hated the Rock Pigeons, Bridge Trolls, and Killer Bees. But yeah, I, if they do change, I, I hope it is the Pizza Rats. I don't know if somebody owns that name. Pizza Rats. <laughs> but that would be a cool name. I have a so, question. I have my own question before we move on. Uh. Did we? Did I miss? Did I miss any mention of the Brooklyn Cyclones? 
they're yeah, they're going to be in high A. They're, so they're going to be with the Mets. Okay, all right, cool. I'll shut up. Go ahead. Am Next. I the only one who prefers the Staten Island ballpark to the Brooklyn ballpark? Yes. I, so. I don't know. Is it near a uh, roller coaster? It is. I, I mean, I'm, the, the ballpark right is Island. No, 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 no. I mean, the, the, the Staten is the Staten Island one near a roller coaster. No, that's Brooklyn. It's the Brooklyn right one's Staten better. Ferry. The, what I'm saying. Ferry and scoot over to the ballpark. I know the answer. I was just implicating that it's automatically better because. Well, I mean, Staten Island ballpark is a beautiful ballpark, and it has a, a, one of the best views in, in minor league baseball. Mark yeah. roller coaster. No, yeah, but you go to Brooklyn's fan. I'm too much of a too. snob. I haven't been to either. I don't hate Staten Island's ballpark. I just, when you attract 1,800 people and when your tickets were $25 a person at one time, no, Greg, I'm not going to go to your ballpark. Greg says the ferry can feel like a Greg says the ferry can feel like a roller coaster. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Only on the ferry once. I'm good. Here's so you, the, you like uh, Staten Island. Why do you like it better? Who? Me? Uh, I, I thought the Brooklyn ballpark was – you know me. I'm, I'm not a fan of the kitsch. Okay. I thought yeah. Brooklyn was all kitsch. No, you thought I can see about that. Brooklyn, too. So here's kind of a, a – it, it's, it's an existential question, I guess. That's 22. If baseball is as important to these communities that are losing their affiliate team as we are led to believe – then independent baseball will be successful. I would hope so. I, 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 I wait. Uh, let me. Can I say something? I think it's your show. Go for it. Sorry, I'm also reading the chat. No, it's not my show. I, it's my channel. It's a, no, no, no. I was gonna, Dave. I think more people are not willing to admit what well, I'll admit that the affiliation has a big, big draw for me. Knowing that a team is affiliated with a with my mate my favorite team makes me want to go see those guys, as opposed to, of course, I'm going to contradict myself because I went to the River Sharks all the time, but as opposed to some team that's not affiliated, like I don't give a the Peanuts were here for years, I don't care because <laughs> they weren't my affiliation. You know what I mean? Tell me, uh, Mark, maybe you can answer this question because uh, you're more experienced than I. Uh, I'm guessing that the importance of affiliation is less at the lower level. Hmm. Well, I would agree with that statement. Yeah, hmm. yeah, no, exactly. Especially if the club's been there for about 70 years through different affiliates. Uh, I'm looking at Trenton. I know they're double A. I did talk to a few uh, fans. They will continue to support draw, them. No, they would continue to support Trent. They just yeah. said it's it. You know, there's it stinks that they won't be with the Yankees, but they're the Thunder. We're still going to support them. They're still ten miles away from us. Uh, we'll, we will still go there. I mean, if you look at, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Rochester was uh, affiliated with St. Louis for the longest time. You know, people still went to games when they were with Baltimore, and they'll they'll go to games with Minnesota. They'll go to games now that they're with Washington. So. Uh, on the low level, I guess, you know, Columbia, it, they could have been affiliated with any major league club. People still would have went to that ballpark <laughs> when it opened. Greenville, too. I think this you... goes with your other point, Dave. Um, when, you, when you get up to AAA, AA and AAA, those are guys you're going to see in the majors. So yep. you have some name recognition. The, you know, in the low leagues, in the Appalachian League or the New York Penn League, you were looking at a couple guys, five tops, who you're well, going to see. So. 
Vlad, and those leagues, and you weren't going to see them for many years. Yeah, those leagues are two. You're you're one and done. You're two and done, or whatever. Like those those guys are flying through. Uh, there's probably very little attachment to specific players at at single A, whereas you know at at triple A for sure you have you have the lifer guys, right? Like you can go around and you can see um, Razor at, at ballparks. Uh, who is the dude? Uh, is it Jeff Manto? It at uh, at Buffalo has his retired his number retired there. He was like a a, a full uh, a, a career triple A guy, right? But in in single A, those guys are there a year. They're they're two years and then they're gone. Yeah. So no, it does. how different how different is it going to be for a single A um, city if their guys are not affiliated? I the big question I always had from fans on the East Coast, like in New Jersey, I felt a lot of people were baseball snobs. Uh, they'd shun the Atlantic League, which is considered a very respectable independent league. Right. That, that houses that houses players. A lot of former players come there, whereas the Frontier League, I think, has an age gap of 26, 27. So you're going to see younger players there. Uh, you had a lot of people complain about, you know, going to a Patriots or a Long Island Ducks game because they didn't like the level of baseball. They didn't think it was good enough. Too many errors, too many mistakes, weren't fast enough. And I guess you're going to have some of those those type of fans uh, that would rather go see Lakewood or rather see Trenton or Hudson Valley now or Brooklyn. But I think the majority of fans just want to be entertained and have a good time. But that's going to come to the independent club to make sure they operate as a professional club. Their ballpark's clean. Their seats are refurbished or, or not janky. You know, you have fireworks. You know, that you're going to have merchandise. Uh, Gary, I went to their, uh, their, their American Association Club. They had very little merchandise in, in their uh, giant gift store uh, towards the end of the season. And their excuse was, well, it's the end of the season. We're out of merchandise. What? <laughs> you should always have merchandise. You can walk into uh, the Indianapolis Indians merchandise shop, and it's full of stuff. I, I made a YouTube video of it as well. So, you know, certain things you want to see at your local ballpark uh, if you're going to go the independent route. And you don't want to see, uh, like I said, something run on a shoestring budget. Yeah. So I guess a lot of people are going to have to reevaluate and recalibrate their fandom and what's what's important is having any level of baseball better than having no baseball is it affiliate or not affiliated ball or nothing i mean these are all questions each city is going to have to grapple with well well, before we leave jamestown new york was was in new york penn league and they went into collegiate and the team lined up folding and, and they were supposed to restart this year as the tarp skunks which I think that type of management, that type of name and promotion was a good kick in the you-know-what to get people back to the ballpark. I think that's what it's going to take, some good, some good marketing, some good old-fashioned, you know, attention-seeking skills on social media, too, to get fans to come back. Uh, you just can't say, hey, here's a ballpark, come Come watch my team. If the, day, yeah, the days of opening the doors and letting the people come in are long gone. Yes. I just want to say, uh, Greg was adding, it depends on the club. It matters for Staten Island because of the proximity to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Not for teams like 
Batavia, Auburn, where nobody cares about the parent club in the first place. People watch the Staten Island Yankees because they were fans of the Yankees, and it's a lot cheaper than the stadium in the Bronx. They won't do so anymore. People watch the Muck Dogs and the Double Days because they were fans of those teams, and they will continue to do so. Uh, Just to contradict myself as well, I always (laughs) liked the Trenton Thunder, and I do want to add – that we can't leave the show without a pork roll reference. Well, every Friday, they are the new Trenton pork rolls. That's right. They're yeah. not the Taylor hams? No, they're not the Taylor hams because it's called pork roll, Paul. Nobody calls it that in Trenton. Now, if God you're playing, if you're damn playing, it. If you're the New Jersey Jackals, which is another independent club, you may call yourself <laughs> New Jersey says, Oh, there you go. The, the rivalry. Do you have the Taylor hams against the pork rolls? No, it's called. I would like to see that. Oh, it says pork roll on the box. Everywhere else, they're just called the Egg McMuffins. Yeah. Everywhere else, they're just called bologna. Wasn't there – there was a sandwich at McDonald's. No, it's not bo- – Paul, that's it. We're fighting next time I see it. I like my eyes. I eat both – I eat – well, I like your odds, too. Uh, I, eat, <laughs> I eat both, and they're not the same. It's more yeah, – there's, there's more salt and tang on the pork roll. <laughs> well, no, I mean, a Canadian bacon is an actual buttons. piece of meat. It's a, <laughs> Pork roll is processed, ridiculously processed. Um. I I just want to say that it was funny because we were on the cusp of moving uh, the peanuts to um, badass. You got to stop with those. I can't read those tw- messages on this show. It's not for this show. Go to Twitch to see those. Um, we were on the cusp. Bad. She, she's being very obscene. I like it. I just can't say it. Um, we were just in the process of moving the peanuts, we, because I'm part of the team, yeah. to uh, uh, to Fre- Fredericksburg. And it's like, now this all happens. <laughs> it's like, what? Come on, man. How would you love to, like to be a taxpayer in one of these cities? Oh, oh, I'd be, I'd be, something we don't do enough, and I'm not calling for riots because I know I can't say, you know, God forbid we burn down the two-party system, but there's an excuse to have torches knocking on the door to these people going, excuse me, we paid you money I would like back. That'd be awesome if you get refunds like that. Well, all right, I guess. Well, no comment. (laughs) That would be a good place to uh, end our discussion, and we could probably do this in two weeks again and uh, yeah. when, when they announce all the changes and go crazy all over again. But we're not going to. I'll let you know what we're doing in two weeks. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody on our Twitch who's been watching the live stream and putting in questions. We're much appreciated. That adds a definite something to the show. So usually this is the part of the show where we talk about our visits. It's been like it's been what nine months now, and I may be going someplace in a couple weeks. So when we get to that point, <laughs> all right. So Dan, well, mm. let's talk about where you're going, Mark. Let's do that. Let's make it smooth. Well, no, I I'm looking at the schedule right now. As long as the game doesn't get canceled, I'll be checking out some Miami Redhawks football on December fifth. So. Hey, doesn't the college football season usually end by Thanksgiving? It does, but not this year. Not this year. This year is crazy. <laughs> and, and Ohio State's playing. I may check them out too, but de- I'm going to probably definitely be at that Miami game if they allow press or, you know. But there, there is limited seating there. Our, uh, our pal Andrew Boss is going to be upset because Wisconsin has just bowed out of the postseason because they have to cancel another game and they will not have enough 
uh, games played this year to be in the postseason. Oh. Right. Andrew, Andrew has been – anyone who follows uh, Andrew Baus on social media, he's been uh, marching towards his goal. He's gotten in a couple, like three, four new stadiums this year. So we may have to check back in with him, see how he's doing. So uh, as we wrap up for this week, Dan, where can our listeners follow you online? Follow me on Twitter and all social media platforms and on YouTube. And, of course, on Twitch, if you're watching on YouTube and vice versa, Dan Law 83 Check out my new tra- trailer, too. I put some love and Ooh. time into that. It, it was good. Well done. It was well Thank done. you. Why am I spinning in the chair? And I'm, not, and I'm not just saying that. Thank you. That was the idea. To, that was the idea was to get people like that to go, you know, friends like you to go, oh. <laughs> oh, you had some skill. All right. I always knew you had it in you, man. Oh, thank you. That's what she said. All right, Steve Carell. Mark, where can our listeners follow you? You can follow me at Ballpark Hunter on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube, where I have my own page, where I video, where I vlog my trips to various ballparks and stadiums and other places. That's Ballpark Hunter. We may have some new uh, new uh, visits to recap on oh, our next Fortnite. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I hope, I hope I get to that game. And Dave, where can our listeners follow you online? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Profan9. Uh, we've been going back in the uh, in the past uh, a podcast uh, when we were talking about Andrew. Uh, last last podcast we had Tim Capper on. We were talking about McGill and rebranding. They actually announced their their oh, yeah, new right. team name. They are going to be the Redbirds, McGill Redbirds. For the, that makes sense. No longer the Redmen. Now they're the Redbirds. Now the Redbirds. Oh, okay. And, uh, but, okay, go ahead. Another, another um, former guest, uh, Chris Creamer. You can check out his book, Fabric of the Game. It's now out and available, and uh, it's a uh, good weight. Lots of uh, lots of color, pictures, good stuff. So good. I, good. that's on my to-do list. But right now, I'm into like this beast. The uh, I read ES- that book. ESPN book. I'm, I read I'm, that book. I'm almost done. So, yeah, find it out was, what I think of that uh, on Twitter at Profan9. Yeah, and I do it have was, a – It was very thorough, that book. That's what I'll say. question for Dave. Guess where I was 26 years ago today, 19 – no, 24 years ago today, 1996. Arkham Asylum. <laughs> I was in Canada. What was I doing in Canada? Eating pork roll. <laughs> not here, man. Can't get uh, it not here. here. So wait a second. 20... I was in Hamilton. I was in Hamilton, I guess. Uh, Grey Cup? Grey Cup. Okay. Yeah, Grey okay. Cup 96. Oh, man. It, my my buddies and I, we had a little bit of a back and forth because Sunday, this past Sunday, was supposed to be Grey Cup, and it snowed like crazy oh. here. So it oh, would have been, been so awesome. cool. Hey, what's but, it yeah. like to have seasons? Um, They're short. We got a lot of snow. It's going to be uh, eight degrees and rainy tomorrow, so all that snow is now going to be gone. Well, that's really cold, eight degrees. Uh, no, <laughs> that's, 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 uh, that's Celsius. I, for, for our Americans listening, that they, is they, Dave's talking in Celsius. Right. So, yeah. So wait a second. You for American Thanksgiving, you uh, twenty six years ago, you came to Canada. Well, I, it wasn't Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was Thanksgiving that no, it was probably the thing. Well, when the heck was Thanksgiving '96? But no, I yeah, we came. Me and Stephen Key came up to Canada and we checked out the Grey Cup. 
That would have been an Ivor Wynn Grey Cup. That was at Ivor Wynn, yes. You weren't, just... you weren't in the end zone, were you? That's a scary oh. place. No, no, I was uh, – actually, I think we paid $75. And then that day, the Toronto Star uh, had – or Toronto Sun had the uh, tickets buy one, get one half off. For the Grey Cup. For the Grey Cup. For the Grey and Cup. I remember Steve was laughing. Ah, we – we could have we could have used a coupon for the championship tickets because I don't think it was sold out. It was a good crowd. Uh, well, I think it was played in the snow. Either twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two is set to be in Hamilton again. Oh, that's awesome! So well, maybe I need to make a visit back. There you go. I don't I'm, think I don't I'm, think you can count on the Toronto Suns two for one. No, deal. no, no, no. I'll definitely get those in advance. But uh, I mean, I, I think I'm still. I'm not much further living in Indianapolis from Hamilton as I was from when I lived in New Jersey. So yeah, I couldn't make that not. drive or that flight. But, yeah, we, we had a great time. I'm glad I did it. It's probably my only – I did see a, a major Inter lacrosse league championship game, too, in, at the Spectrum. So I don't have a lot of those experiences. So Grey Cup was fun. I, I, I get to see a championship game in the snow. You'll never see that in the NFL. CFL had a bunch of online stuff available uh, for Grey Cup week. And some of it was pretty good. The Argonauts did a, a Zoom call with, like, all of their legendary quarterbacks, Conridge Holloway. Uh, Joe Theismann was on there. Yeah. That guy, Joe Theismann, loves talking Argos. He does. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Joe Barnes, Ricky Ray, uh, who else? I'm missing somebody. Oh, Damon Allen. Like they had pretty much everybody who was who was top notch for the Argos, with the exception of Flutie. Flutie wasn't there, but uh, yeah. it was well, it was good to hear to hear all those guys talk. So well, okay, getting back to Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. That was on the 28th in 1996. So I was there that Sunday before. So that makes right. sense. Okay, glad we cleared that up. All right. I'm going to keep my eyes open for a buy one, get one free Super Bowl ticket. <laughs> and while I do that, half off, half off. Not, not hey, you know what? Half off a Super Bowl ticket, still what, $2,500 or something? Yeah. $25,000, you got it. Yeah. Uh, you can follow my stadium journeys on Twitter or Instagram at PuckmanRI. And don't forget to check out our website, stadiumjourney.com. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, all our social media channels are at Stadium Journey. And don't forget, you can find old Stadium Journey podcasts at VOCNation.com or just search VOC Nation Radio Network on your podcast search app. And don't forget, some of you are there already, but if you're watching this after the fact, we simulcast live every other Tuesday night at 8 Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash Stanlaw83. And we will be back in two weeks. December 8th, we will be joined by Brian Cooper, sports marketer extraordinaire. Dave, you want to tell our listeners a little bit about Brian Cooper? He's, been, he's a big name in Toronto area sports marketing. Yeah, Brian. Uh, Brian's a pretty big wheel. Uh, he now runs a sports marketing agency, but some of his his past um, his past duties have included he's been on the board for i think he's currently on the board for basketball canada he's been on the board for hockey canada uh he has been an executive in mlse uh he he helped broker the deal uh the largest naming rights deal ever uh with uh scotia bank for the scotia bank arena and 
Um, probably the part that I am most excited about and interested in is he's the former president of the Toronto Argonauts when the ownership group included Bruce McNall, Wayne Gretzky, and John Candy. So might be safe to say the biggest sports name we've had on the show so far. Definitely. No, it was that guy who wrote that USFL book. <laughs> okay, go ahead. He, he, was, he was awesome for the 30 seconds he was on the show. Yeah. So, for Dave Calachico, Mark Viquez, and Dave Cotney, I'm Paul Baker. Until next time. Hey, hey, Johnny. Across the desert, bear man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere. This is a switch to the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there, too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Press discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. 
Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get, get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.